News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Welcome to Cooking the Books. I'm Francis Cook. You'll often hear the saying to watch your pennies and the pounds will take care of themselves. Well, I disagree entirely. Little expenses like takeaway coffees are easy to target because it's an expense that's right in front of your nose, sometimes literally. But it's the bigger expenses that we take for granted, often assuming that we can't change them, that have the most potential for being cut back. Cars are a notorious one, especially in New Zealand. It's not just the cost of first buying the car, it's then the cost of fueling it, keeping it registered, insurance, your WAF, maintenance, replacing your tires, car parks. This is what's called the true cost of your car, and it's much bigger than any small treat like a coffee. In fact, a conservative estimate from the AA is that even a small car is costing you more than 7,500 each year. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by John Bolton from Squirrel. Now, you are on the front lines talking to people about trying to get into a home, which of course we all know it's very difficult for first home buyers, yeah. particularly if you're somewhere expensive. And I've seen you advocate for really looking at the true cost of a car. Tell me a bit more about that. Cars are more expensive than people think, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's, it's one of those big expenses that, you know, sort of hits, hits your bank account. And, and they can have unexpected costs as well, you mm. know, um, when things go wrong, as yes. they invariably do with cars. Um, yeah, they're expensive. I think it, it sort of comes, for me, it comes back to um, when I was overseas. Mm. Um, yeah, I never owned a car. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and quite happily sort of got away with public transport. Auckland in particular, and I come from Wellington, and Wellington, uh, again, I use public transport. Mm-hmm. Um, I owned a car down there, but hardly used it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Auckland's really a car city. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like LA in, in, in the States, you know, cars for Africa and, and pretty much you use your car for everything. But, it, but it's an expensive exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, as far as, look, first home buyers and people buying property, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough gig as it is because Auckland house prices are so high. Um, and, and house prices right across the country are getting a lot higher relative to the incomes in those areas. And so you do have to start to look quite... You know, quite tightly at your expenses, and where where you can sort of you know tighten the belt and and, and stuff. And and the reality is that the cost of living is high. You know, mm. food costs are high, mm. um, petrol costs are astronomical. Mm. Um, so you know, it is, it is one of those areas that's a bit easier to sort of say, can I do something a bit different, save some money? Yeah, and. I think that's a really good point in terms of those big living costs because it drives me crazy when people say cut out coffee or whatever, (laughs) right? And they're talking about counting your pennies. And I'm just like, there's a time and a place for that, fine. But those big costs, your housing, transport, food, you can make such a big impact there. And I think transport people forget about because they see it as locked in. Do you talk to your clients about tackling those big costs? Yeah, look, sometimes. Um, if, if it's relevant to their situation, then definitely. Mm. Um, but, you know, transport's just such a big and complex issue because, you know, it's also about where do you live. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because the further you live out of Auckland, the higher your costs are going to be, and maybe the more you're going to rely on cars mm-hmm. and, and the less on public transport. If you're close into the city, then, you know, you can walk to work um, or cycle uh, or electric scooter. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's getting easier. Um, so, so, you know, I mean, we are talking, to, we're talking about it. Um, the other side of it is that, you know, quite often, and I've got into trouble with the, uh, on this before, is, um, you know, quite often we see consumer debt associated mm-hmm. with cars. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the car itself, it's the fact that there might be a fifteen, twenty thousand dollar loan on the other side of it. Mm. So you've got a twenty-five thousand dollar car with a twenty thousand dollar loan, and you know, the repayments on that could be six, seven hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. which really eats into your ability to service your mortgage. And then if you add on top of that, you know, probably a hundred bucks a week on gas, um, you know, plus, you know, all the other charges like um, you know, your warrant of fitness and your registration. Mm-hmm. Um, and parking. Par- par- well, parking's hugely expensive, especially mm. in Auckland. Mm. You know, like a rent-a-car park now, you're probably around eighty-five dollars a week. Mm-hmm. So you know, go six or seven hundred dollars for the car loan. You mm. go and add another eighty bucks a week on top of that for the car park. You add mm. another, at least another hundred dollars for petrol. Mm. You overlay maintenance, um, which is a bit more of a surprise, right? A little bit more of the unexpected. Uh, and then you overlay everything else and you go, it's really expensive. Mm. You know, it's probably costing you $20 every time you hop in that car mm. versus 3 or $4 if you hop on public transport mm. or, or, or nothing if you hop on your electric scooter or bike. Yeah. <laughs> and what about banks? Because banks are taking quite a close look at your spending patterns these days, right? Is there anything in people's spending that will set off a bank or upset them a little bit? Well, I think I think the challenge is that the loan sizes are so big in Auckland now. Mm. So, um, you know, typically we're dealing with first home buyers that, um, you know, look, these are good income first home buyers, um, but nonetheless, you know, they're, they're borrowing $600,000. Um, the way the banks test that is that they want to make sure that the person can afford repayments on a principal and interest basis for a start, not interest only. Um, but also they test it at you know an interest rate of seven percent. Mm. So you know we're already you know going to find it challenging to demonstrate that they can borrow that much money and afford to pay back the mortgage at a seven percent interest rate. Mm. Um, and, and so that's why the expenses suddenly start to become a lot more important. Um, and historically, you know, we'd get away with just kind of rough as guts average, you know, oh, this is kind of what they spend. But, you know, these days the banks actually do take a much closer interest in that. You know, um, it, it's not uncommon for us to get a lot of questions back about the specifics of transactions that they're seeing coming through on their bank statements, you know. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, and if we're putting a amount of money that we think they can live on each month, we're actually having to justify it and go back and demonstrate why we think the customer can can, can live off that. Mm. And am I right? I've had some people tell me that banks are very wary if you have other forms of debt. So particularly if you have a car loan, they might really not like that, even if you have quite a high income. Yeah, look, it was probably like that a couple of years ago. Mm. So a few years ago, there was kind of a rule of thumb that said, you know, you shouldn't, if, if, particularly if you've got a small deposit for a house, you know, your debt shouldn't really be, you know, 
even half your deposit. Mm-hmm. You know, cause it's quite common for us to see people turn up with, hey, I've got a $50,000 deposit, most mm-hmm. of which has come from KiwiSaver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cause KiwiSaver's really made a huge difference for first home buyers. So they, they come in, they're like, oh, I've got 50,000 in my KiwiSaver. And it's like, fantastic, but you've got 30,000 of consumer finance debt. It's like, Ugh. you know, net, net, you actually haven't demonstrated an ability to save at all. You know, mm-hmm. KiwiSaver is literally sucking the money out of your account before you can even touch it. Mm-hmm. It's not demonstrated savings behavior. And then you've got consumer finance debt that says you can't even live off your income. So the S- bank wants to see that you have the good behavior as well. You can create those disciplined habits. Oh, hell yeah. Look, in a perfect world, if we were talking to customers early enough in the process, and often we're not, often mm-hmm. they're, I found a house, I want to buy it. Um, you know, it's like, uh, this might be a bit more challenging because your account conduct looks terrible. Um, mm. You know, yeah, definitely. Look, my, my advice generally is um, the way that we sort of talk to the bank about servicing is we say, look how much they're paying in rent at the moment. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, because that's a cost that they're paying that will disappear when they buy. Mm-hmm. We sort of say, how, look how much they're saving over the last three months, you know, regularly and consistently consistently into a savings account and, and between that rent and that savings you know what we hope is that that demonstrates um, you know, affordability mm-hmm. they've demonstrated that they can effectively cover what will be the mortgage payments through rent and savings hmm. Hmm. and of course if you're struggling with that one good way is to do something like start leaving the car at home start walking to work if you can or even sell the car you know yeah. um, I mean look it's a big ask, right? But um, do you need two cars? Mm. Could could you be a one-car household? Mm-hmm. Because simply taking one car out of the mix is going to deliver pretty significant savings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know that in New Zealand we're ready ready to get rid of both cars. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon because public transport is simply not good enough. Um, but uh, you know, um, do you need two cars? Mm. Can you can you can you manage with one? Um, can you use public transport uh, more frequently? Um, the other side of it, though, is you know, what sort of car do you have? Um, one of the problems I think that millennials are facing into mm. is that because that idea of home ownership is pushed so far out, you know, mm. so it's like I, they're not thinking about it. So I'm seeing some clients at the moment where. You know, they've come in all of a sudden because um, they've realized that they've got enough money in their superannuation accounts um, to, to buy a house, to have a deposit, mm-hmm. but they simply haven't been looking at how they spend their money. And, you know, they've got, uh, they've got about $40,000 of consumer finance debt that doesn't really relate to any assets at all. It's been spent on overseas holidays. Um, you know, but, but if you're not aiming for a house, then, you know, travel, you've got all these other goals and things that you want to do. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, but that's, that's where we start to run into the problems. And, and I've, I've said for a long time, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with a $5,000 car, mm. you know, um, up until recently, I've got, I've got a pretty flash car now, so that would make me hypocritical. But for the last 30 years, I've had the same car. Mm. And uh, and I'm the CEO of Squirrel, and I turn up in this beaten up old thing, and it was uh, you know it got to the point where it was a little embarrassing, but um, you know it wasn't depreciating, um, had no loan on it, mm. uh, and it was relatively low cost. Um, you know, yeah, I see some people trying to buy houses with. I had one the other day, a guy with a car loan of eighty five grand. Well, that's huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and look, he had good income. 
That's more than my student loan was, and I had a big student loan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. It was, I think it was the top of the line Holden or something. But um, you know, it's that's a big loan, and the servicing on that was um, he was paying the loan back quickly, but it was about seventeen hundred dollars a month that was destroying his ability to buy the house that he wanted, and mm-hmm. so we actually had to condition as part of the loan approval that he'd sell the car. Wow. And here's the thing as well is I forget who did the survey now, but there was a really good survey done that showed that in New Zealand, cars lose their value even faster than other countries. I mean, cars lose their value anyway, but in New Zealand, they lose them really fast. So it's the ultimate depreciating asset. Um, Are you seeing that as being a big issue that's coming through people who have quite a bit of debt, whether it's a car loan or a credit card and it's not really relating to anything is this an issue that's coming up quite a bit? Uh, look, I think um, around the GFC, we used mm. to see it all the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, banks back then were doing 100% loans. You know, you didn't even need a deposit. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think one bank at one stage was doing 105% loans where you could buy a house with no deposit and put your consumer finance debt on the loan. Um that's, That's just horrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff doesn't happen anymore. Um, so, 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 sort of post GFC, I think everyone kind of woke up and realised that you know, this is why we had a crisis. The world's changed, <laughs> and if I want to, you know, get ahead, get a house, everything else, and I, I need to sort of knuckle down, pay off my debt, save some money. Best thing ever was KiwiSaver. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that has made such a huge difference in terms of people's ability to save almost without trying. Mm. Um, and from quite a young age, because of course most parents these days are putting their kids into KiwiSaver at 13, 14, 15. Yeah. So they don't even realise it, and you know by the time they're sort of 26, 27, they've already got a healthy deposit, mm. which is you know which is brilliant. Mm. So you know anyone that's listening that hasn't got their kids in KiwiSaver, it's crazy. Get them in, you know. Yeah. Um, so you know for a while there it actually felt felt pretty tidy i think um we're sort of starting to see and look it might be that because the economy's sort of settled down you know we're 10 years or longer than that now past the gfc um yeah the economy feels reasonably confident you know at the moment you know um, coronavirus may be the exception um (laughs) Yeah, people are feeling generally pretty good and they're, they're sort of wanting to move on with their lives. Mm. Um, so, you know, I think we're seeing more people striving back into home ownership and maybe that's just bringing out those ones that didn't think it was possible and mm. they're having a crack. And so we are seeing more of this consumer finance debt problem than we were probably a few years ago. Mm. Um, because the people that have the consumer finance debt weren't really trying two or three years ago, but they are now. One of the big changes that we've seen in the last uh, probably few months was the KiwiSaver changes and the government changes to KiwiBuild. Mm. You know, now that you only need to have 5% deposits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, for Explain a little bit more on that. Tell us a little more. Well, if you went back, um, so under the KiwiBuild scheme, you know, so in Auckland, it varies around the country. Um, you can get into a, into a house up to 650000 You can get some additional subsidies from the government. Mm. You know, they'll contribute for a new house, they'll contribute up to $10,000 um, per borrower. Um, you have to go through an approval process for, for, for KiwiBuild. Um, but, you know, the lenders are allowing people into those with 5% deposits. Mm. Um, so, you know, that, that's just made it a more achievable goal for so many more people. And uh, what we're starting to see in Auckland is a lot better 
priced housing. So we're mm. seeing a lot more sort of townhouses and units and that sort of uh, I've seen them as low as five seventy, but through mm. to about you know through to six fifty. Um, Great you, way to live as well. Yeah, I like compact living genuinely. Yeah, and they, but the new builds, right? Yeah, the new builds, and and so I think people are, are seeing these these properties and actually quite liking them, mm. um, and uh, wanting to get into the market. So we, we are seeing a lot more of these people who who weren't in the market a few years ago coming in because the price point's right. Mm. Um, it feels affordable. They're building these in master plans, nice communities. They actually, mm. it's not just like it's it's a subdivided house at the back. You know, these are entire communities that are getting built at the moment. Mm. And they actually feel nice and livable. Um, generally very handy to public transport. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I think I think things, uh, I think that home ownership dream is coming back to being more of a reality for more people. The big problem we're going to see with it is just the levels of consumer finance debt that mm. that, that also brings in. And you mentioned earlier that often by the time that you're talking to people, it's quite far along in the process. So here's your opportunity to reach people who are earlier in the process. If you were to give one big bit of advice to someone who's thinking, I want to get into that first home um, and I want to get ready, I want to get that mortgage, I want to get the property. What's one thing you wish more people would do? Can I give you two? <laughs> you can give me two. I'll allow it. Um, okay. So the first thing is um, just get into a habit of regular savings. Even even if you've got consumer finance debt, by all means, you know, continue to pay your debt off, but but just demonstrate some savings. So it doesn't have to be a lot of money, but just put some money aside regularly into a savings account. Twenty bucks a week. Yeah, look, any anything. I mean, uh, ideally, probably a bit more than that in Auckland. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd like to think that you know, when we've got a buyer and we're going into the process of you know getting them approved, that they've got their KiwiSaver, and that in, in reality, that's going to be the bulk of their deposit. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, they might have sort of five to ten thousand of savings that they've built up over over a period of time. Nice. Um, so that that would be. Um, that would be the big one. And, and, and just avoid consumer finance debt where, mm. where you can. And if you have it, pay it off? Yeah, look, we can, hand, we can handle uh, some consumer finance debt. Um, you know, the, the worst debt's probably credit cards mm. um, because that kind of suggests that you're living beyond, you've got a lifestyle beyond your income. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, you know, personal loans, when it relates to the purchase of an asset like a car, um, that's actually reasonably defendable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you need to be conscious of the fact that if you are carrying quite large amounts of consumer finance, that's really going to impact on the amount you can borrow. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. That's John Bolton from Squirrel with some great tips there for you. Now, if you have any questions about money, property, career, do send them to me. I'll try to get them answered for you in a future podcast episode. You can find me on Facebook, Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter, Francis Cook, Instagram, Francis Cook NZ. Just pick your favorite, send me your questions. Let's get them answered. You can also subscribe to this podcast to make sure you never miss an update. We're pretty much everywhere, including iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you are already listening somewhere like Apple Podcasts and you enjoyed this episode, then do leave us a nice review helps other people to find us. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.